Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are very, very well with the international break ongoing. Of course, thank you to all of our patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to join, get early access to episodes and other things as well, such as, uh, and we're going to figure out a way for us to eventually, Andy, unload some of these things. But this lovely, lovely mug here uh, that the, uh, if you become, the uh, 10 USD uh, patron tier. You can go to patreon.com slash Roma press. And again, get this knockoff uh, mug that I technically designed, technically, but you may or may not recognize the design from the IS Roma store. And then you or... have your family in an assembly line package. Yes, yes. See, the good thing is when you have uh, when you have twenty two kids, you don't need to pay a factory in I don't know Vietnam to have uh, uh, a bunch of nine year olds do it. You can have your own, put some things together. And in fact, this is not a wardrobe. This is actually an entire this thing behind me. It is not just for decoration. This, and that's why it won't close properly. Is because there are scarves. There are mouse pads falling out of this thing. I am. When I make fun of the guy selling the knockoff uh, kits outside of the Olympico, when I, you know, when I walk in there and you see uh, you see Nino uh, with his cart, or sometimes you will see them with a large bag and they keep it covered in case somebody from the uh, the club sees that they want to conceal that they are hiding uh, or that they are trying to sell knockoff goods, even though already everybody already knows what is happening. That is why uh, 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 the, 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 the wolf on the crest looks like a cartoon character, okay? Everybody knows and accepts it. Um, Patreon.com slash Roma Press. If you would like to gain one of these knockoffs, we'll send it to you. Again, patreon.com slash Roma Press and then youtube.com slash at Roma Press. Thank you again for all of you who have subscribed, all of that stuff on YouTube. Every time I watch a video, I it goes in one ear out the other. But if you could please subscribe, like all of those things, it does make a big, big difference. But again, it's only been a few months we've been and doing this. If you, can, if you can, if you can share on your social media, yes. Whenever we're going live, if you wanna, if you want to share the podcast, please do. You know it. Uh, you know just to keep the word of mouth going and to keep the lights on here because we uh, we are not. Uh, even though we've had offers, we have we're, had we're offers. Technically a company. We are technically. A company. Yeah, tech. Technically, I, I mean, we have. We have been able to, and this is this is why the patron uh, support means so much. I mean, we have had offers from companies. I mean, if you look at other Ice Roma websites, Forza Roma, for example, like they have big, big, big. And when we talk about Forza Roma, big money behind them. That is why they have uh, their website may or may not look exactly like the website of uh, Gazzetta dello Sport. Yeah, or the, there are others that work with other websites, such as Tutto Mercato Web. And, yes, uh, yes. And, you know, and there is a whole line. We are, yes, we're just, patron we're, support. We're, we're in no man's land. We are all DIY. The fancy graphics that you're going to see come up on uh, come up on the screen momentarily when I put the upcoming fixtures of Roma. 
Oh my god. We 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 don't have a design team. The design team uh you're looking it's at and the live stream team you're looking morning. at him too. Yeah. Yeah. John I, in the morning chipping away at his Yeah. in his <laughs> it, it just trying to uh keep some semblance of sanity, but it truly, I mean the support we have received it, it truly I I cannot express enough enough to you all how much it means because it has allowed us to again we have had companies approach us to try and uh, acquire us the website and all of that other good stuff so they can uh, 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 throw all of their wonderful adverts. I mean, you think you say you you uh, see some not so uh, savory adverts on the site now. Uh, if, if we were to like, you know, accept some of these offers we have gotten, you would see some of the most. Depending on your Google search history, OK, uh, yeah, that's now, important to keep in mind. Is, that is very important. People when somebody forget that. people forget, and so then we get like they kind of tell on themselves a little we bit. Get, we get our patients being like, "Why? Well, you know, why do I get an advert for nuns in Ukrainian? In... Yeah, Ukrainian. Uh, why? Why is there somebody? Why is there a woman why from do Russia? I, why, on my why screen? Why do I get underwear for nuns? Why do I get adverts for? Brazilian escorts in 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 Melbourne, you know why? Yeah, don't. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why am I am I being uh, offered a, a special hand cream made out of horse testicles? You know, like why? And we're just well. I mean, that's you know. If you want the honest truth, it's your Google history. Thanks it's Big Brother you. Google. It's the it's not different than the YouTube ads. Like when somebody says somebody messaged me the other day. Oh, I'm crying. I got an advert for it. They go, you know, you got an advert for um uh, for pills to make your uh uh make your junk grow to your yeah to grow larger. He goes, uh, he goes. Can you can you control that? And I said, no, man. That that that's through Google and your search history, man. Yeah generally search history and other things you're willing to divulge to them i won't tell anyone just uh just know that i just don't need to know what comes on up on air on on the podcast yeah. <laughs> just oh my gosh but truly that's my long-winded way of saying uh, i mean the fact that we are in a position to not have to oh accept God. You know, I mean, it's the offers international like that. break because we're almost seven minutes into this thing, and we haven't said and we anything. haven't said a single thing. And then we're gonna get we're gonna get shit on because every time this happens, we get the same people going in and saying, "Well, look at you two guys who have wasted eight minutes of my life." That I didn't mean to. No, I'm not trying to waste. I am trying to express just um, it, it truly. It, John, you must it have means been more than you. You must have been the worst student when it came to those exercises when you were supposed to like write a paragraph and keep it concise within those limits of 200 yeah, words. Yeah, I can't. You can't just do can't. It. You can't. You can't. No, I I no. I mean, uh -huh. yeah. I mean if people I hold it together well here and in public. Um I mean if even at the stadium when I you know when I sit in the media part where you're not supposed to uh support or, or give opinion i that's probably the only times at the olimpico where you know in public in front of other colleagues where i i it is blatantly uh, and very clearly obvious that this guy has a screw or two loose but it's my long way the way of saying thank you to everybody uh so uh let's let's get into roma finally and the roma press podcast 
So uh, I, I admittedly, and I'm still not over the Derby. I, <laughs> I'm not over the Derby simply because we had all of those teams drop points. And the thing, because we did have some people push back about uh, perhaps we were a bit too critical after the match. Uh, there were some people who, who said, well, you know, look at the situation. There's a lot of guys injured. Uh you know, there, there were, I think, how many people had bookings in the match? There were three, yeah. Um, I can understand all of that. I, and I agree with it, but this is nuanced. It doesn't have to be one or the other. My, my overriding opinion on this is when you have those situations, and to be very, very, very clear, these only happen two, maybe three times every season where you just have a weekend where everybody ahead of you loses, where Juve, Milan, Inter, Atalanta, whoever it may be, where you get lucky and a gift falls from the sky and it lands right in your lap. Now, what is inside the box, whether it is a piece of shit or whether it is a golden token or something, okay, is entirely dependent on to you. It's all up to you. The things have already happened. It falls in your lap. And these are opportunities that cannot be missed. Maybe this is even a bit uh, me being hypocritical. You know, I would have been relatively okay with the draw had you not had all of those other things happen where you had all of those teams, four of the seven teams in front of you, drop points. I admit that is probably a, a logical fallacy or an incorrect way to look at it. I admit that. I can... I. I've never said I am not a hypocrite, okay? But the fact that you had, and it before the ball even kicked by a single player, before the referee blew the whistle, you know, go, going into that match, you had an opportunity to gain substantial because when it's still a third, you're in the first uh, third of the season, okay? Three points to gain ground on everybody ahead of you is huge it is huge okay and they miss that and it still burns me i mean i i i still feel burned and i still feel as if this was an opportunity lost are are, are you still bothered by it or are you over it? you're probably over it because you're much more mature than i am i mean uh no but i mean am i am i over it uh i guess i am i mean it's <laughs> worse and uh the international oh break. my gosh what a great way to look at it we've been through worse we've been well we've been through worse and also this is an international break so it's officially aka the period where nobody where everybody can give a flying uh you know what uh about roma and uh this is the perfect time to sort of disconnect and if you ask me if i disconnected i i did disconnect and then these last you do days, uh it's 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 easy to understand but difficult to explain kind of like what Ramon Monchi said you know <laughs> I don't want to you know I don't You don't wanna, need to divulge I mean, anything we yes, probably just no. anybody who has watched they just assume it has to do with cougars which I, no, I can't no, no 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 we're not oh. we're not in that area anymore right now so. Oh I was about to get jealous um but we're no we're we're down below so it's fine now but uh but no but exactly it's you know it's for me, Roma, uh, they they had the ch they had a shot. They did well. 
in the first half. They could have done more, but that's the end of it. That's the storyline of the season thus far is they could have done better. They haven't. Like, and and it ends there. Like for me, it's mm. it's all fair because it ends there. It's it's this is the storyline. The 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 match against Derby wasn't uh, some freakish uh single occurrence you know it wasn't uh, mm. the exception to the rule it it was the rule like that's you could have done more you could have taken advantage of some situations um you didn't and obviously there's again there's going to be the ones that say well the team still was fantastic despite this despite that despite this despite that and then there's going to be the others who are going to be like well this team sucks because they do this they do that and I'm just sitting here being like, okay, like, you know, now forget about it. Wait until the, the, the international break co- comes to an end. See what they do against Sudinese. See what they do in the next few fixtures. And then we mm. can make a judgment. Because Roma proved in those first three months that they're very inconsistent. And in the Derby, we got exactly that. We got a team that opened up, seemed very... Um, very, very motivated in those first 15, 20 minutes. Um, then ha- kind of let Lazio back into the game. Second second half, Lazio basically give up possession. Uh, they're, they're gassed. And Roma don't take advantage of it. And to me, that's uh, that just reflects how the season has gone so far in, in all those games, including Europa League, including the, the smaller sides like uh, Salernitana, like Las Verona. It wasn't all bad. There were glimpses of good. There, were, there was a good stretch of good, of actual good, where the team worked. But um, we have to be aware uh, and recognize the fact that it's just it's, it's the way this team is constructed. It's the way this team works. It's, this, it's the way this team operates. And... Uh, you know, heading into the international break, that really doesn't help to, you know, to to sit and stew in uh, in the misery that Roma likes mm. to propagate from time to time or <laughs> repeatedly. Very true. Well, let's put up now on the screen what their upcoming schedule looks like, and it's. Do I call? I think this is the probably the best way to describe this is the calm before the storm. You have Udinese, Servette, Sassuolo. Uh, home to Fiorentina, Sharif, and then we begin the slog of, I, I mean, do we? there's no other way to describe this, Andy. I mean, this is what it is. This is, without question, the most difficult stretch from mid-December uh, until mid-January. We have Bologna away, home to Napoli, away to Juve, home to Cremonese, which 99.9% of the time you and I would call that uh, in the Coppa Italia, uh, given it is the Coppa what would Italia. We, what, what would we call it? What, what is that? Given it is Cremonese. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Yeah. I mean, you and I, you and I always speak of, when it comes to the Coppa Italia, we have this very uh, unique way of discussing it because there have been some spectacular nose dives. Uh, yeah, last some... season against Cremonese. <laughs> but even before that, too, man. I mean, I always talk about that one against Torino, uh, one Torino, of my favorite ones to discuss. Uh, Torino in uh, the Fiorentina. Champions League semifinal. Fiorentina. Eh, That's eh, your eh, personal eh, favorite with Eusebio. Spezia, when we when we when we put on six subs, 
Six substitutes with the meme. Yes. Uh, I mean, the meme of uh, uh, Paolo Fonseca holding up, <laughs> holding up his finger. Being like, no. Paolo <laughs> Fonseca being like, I mean, I, I we've again. We've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. We, we are literally. I, it's you know, you can say a lot about memes and about football teams, but Roma and us two are the exact depiction of that meme of the Vietnam soldier with. The, I was just about to say Nam. Oh my God! I've been spending way too much time. With yes. the Viet Cong swarming up the place, we are dead. We are we are traumatized. We these are ba- battle scars. Like the fact that fucking you hell, a fixture against Cremonese in the Coppa Italia, and and you know emphasize how difficult it may be. Um, not good. Like it, it's not good. It's not good. But again, it goes back to the game against Slavia Praha um, today mm. with the, the the chief scout of Slavia Praha said that to them, it was clear as day that Roma had underestimated them. It, to them, in Prague, they felt that Roma were playing basically with the same mat- attitude of the team that beat Slavia Praha so impressively at the Stadio Olimpico with such ease. So for mm. even the opponent sensed that Roma were not there in the moment. And how many times have we seen Roma do the exact same thing, for example, in the Coppa Italia, in a match that you should be winning, like last year, where we really, I mean, remember how grueling of a loss that was when we came here. I was really pissed off because it was just a straight path to a Coppa uh, Italia the final. Fi- the easiest you have ever been. I, I mean, again, absolutely. After remember- Napoli and Roma yes. were not able to rally the troops and be like, okay, well, this is not going to be a walk in the park. That's exactly why we have to watch out, why we have to emphasize these games in the yes. schedule. You know, it seems like, oh, it's an automatic win. It's not. It's not. No. Uh, no. Same thing with Servet now. Roma have to win every single game, uh, all the two remaining games in, in Europa League. Um, can they do it? What, what what Roma are we going to get out of this international break? Because there's been so mm. many surprises we've had. Now, this is the third international break of the season. And after the previous two, we've we, we gotten two different Romas. So there is no consistent line in this team, aside from the fact that they, you know, they, 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 they tend to disappoint you. Uh, very true. So... You kind of just touched upon it with uh, what they need to do in Europa League. Ideally, you know, you would be going into that stretch against uh, Bologna, Napoli, Juve. Uh, and then I, I, I stopped the Cremonese. Uh, home to Atalanta and then away to Milan. And that takes you from uh, 17th of December to the 14th of January. So let me, let me just put a bow on that one more time. Bologna away. Home, Napoli. Away to Juve. Cremonese in the Coppa Italia. Home to Atalanta. Away to Milan. I don't, again, I, I hate hyperbole just for the sake of, uh, just for the sake of it, just for the sake of effect. This is, I don't want to say do or die, but this is the season. I, 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 it's the season right here. Because in that stretch, okay, I won't just say, uh, you know, two missteps, you know, I, you, 
the, the level of uh, uh, rope that you are playing with, essentially, to hang yourself is not very long. There, we are talking of, because again, I'll just repeat what I said, because you, uh, you, 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 you completely bungled it so early that now you have forced yourself. You you have to get results in these. I don't know what is realistic. When I go down a list, okay. So away to Bologna. Would you be content with a draw? Would that be an okay result for you? I, I mean the kind of I mean, but but we're not in a position to say those things, you know? It, well, it's, that's what I'm trying to get at. I know, uh, I know. I know exactly. Like, so, you know, I'm out of the game. I'm, I, you know, we got a wonderful patron, Kevin. He's known in the patron group chat for being the guy who, after every, after every, what was it? After, oh, before, after, before each game, he's like, well, a draw wouldn't be bad, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love him for it because, you know, sometimes he's, uh, he's sarcastic about it, but most of the time he's serious about it. In, when you read out to me the calendar, when you read out to me the schedule that, is really going to put Roma to the test. I cannot for the life of me be like, yes, let's drop some points here. It's acceptable because I think I've done that too much. And eventually, obviously, Roma will still supply me with incredible material for for my rants and for discussions. So that's fine. And I'll probably come to accept the draw here and the draw there. But right now, when you're looking at it from a perspective of a team that has to learn from its own mistakes... A draw against, say, the likes of uh, Bologna, a team that has done excellent this season and is really doing yes. fantastic uh, under Thiago Motta, for me, that would be disappointing. Obviously, Inter uh, dropped points against Bologna. Bologna have done very Lazio. well against yes. a number of teams in the league, against, uh, against uh, Napoli, against Lazio. So... We are talking about a team that Roma could, yes, it potentially drop points to. But at this very instance, do I uh, foresee that? No, I, I want to foresee a team that comes out and plays determined, doesn't doesn't like shows that they've learned something from uh, from uh, from the the match against Slavia Praha, from the match against Genoa. There, there have to. I mean, there has to be a, now with the return of Lorenzo Pellegrini, Renato Sanchez, Paolo Dybala, hopefully back at 100%. There has to be more quality, more reliance on set pieces. There has to be more clean looks from corner kicks. Like There, there just has to be a, a greater threat uh, in the air. Because right now, if you take away Lukaku, um, this team, you know, up front will struggle. And um, yes, and a statistic and have show, struggled. We miss we miss uh, we miss Smalling who's gone and we're gonna get into it in a bit. We miss uh, Roger Ibanez who left who was a big contributor to the, to those uh, to those set pieces and we miss Lorenzo Pellegrini's quality when it came to that and we miss Paolo Dybala actually being ef- efficient uh, on those. Uh, right now he got a bit lost, but those are all things that you can hope the team will address right after this international break. The problem is that I fooled myself enough times already this season. That's fair enough. And no need to waste time. Well, hold on. Before we get into Smalling, can we talk about uh, Agent Rudy finally getting the axe? Uh, We touched upon it in the previous episode. And you and I, I, you know, we get a lot of things and a lot of takes wrong. This is the 
very, very, very poor man's version of uh, like a first take for uh, Ice Roma supporters. Okay, this is. I, I mean, forget uh, Stephen A. Smith. I, I don't even know what the, the lower person on the on on the on the on the ladder from him is. But we call this one no, from the beginning. Nick Wright. Nick Wright. <laughs> we we called this one from the beginning, and the fact you know it even makes it more just like Chef's Kiss is my favorite man of all time. Who, if you can't find it on YouTube, I tweeted it out once. Um, and it disappeared from the internet uh, after the club put it up, uh, Watford in uh, in England. They decided to pick Katzari, my favorite, most anti-football manager of all time. The fact that Agent Rudy was replaced by Walter Mazzari, who I could not feasibly remember. Mind you, 2023. We're talking about Garcia and Mazzari in the same sentence in 2023. I thought, realistically, Mazzari, and this is just, again, my very poor uh, conception of time. Very, very poor. I thought the guy was still maybe in his eh, mid, uh, early to mid-50s. I mean, I think of Mazzari, I think of that awful, awful, that uh, that hair that doesn't move of his... Uh, that just sweeps backwards. It's got that. It's got a little nice flow to it, but it, it just it doesn't move. It doesn't have any body to it. Okay, I think of that guy, and I think okay, he has to be still, you know, early maybe fifty, fifty one. And I looked at uh, <laughs> at all of the uh, press clippings of the guy, and it kept saying sixty two, sixty two, and I thought there's no way that has to be a misprint. There is no way he is sixty two. Walter Mazzari is 62. I couldn't believe it. And the fact that, again, you just said it. Garcia, man. Sw- I don't know if I would be more insulted by getting sacked or more insulted by the fact that that is a guy replacing me. Yeah, that's it's tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. I think it perfectly encapsulates uh, Serie A football, you know. Yeah. Um, because really, it just sort of goes against everything that uh, right now, you know, uh, it's so funny. You got Farioli, who's a young coach who's doing really well in France. You got uh, obviously the yes. therapy in England. And then in Italy, you have this big lump of old heads. You got Pioli, who's 60. You got Mourinho, who's 60. You got Massimiliano Allegri, who's a dickhead. You got uh, Mazzari, who... <laughs> you got Mazzari, who's got Mazzari, who's 62. You got uh, Claudio Ranieri, who's 75. You got, you know, I mean, you got, you had the Rudy Garcia who was kicked out of Saudi Arabia before they got rich. Like, imagine the, the guy right. was sacked before it actually had some quality players come in. Uh, well, he was at the press conference of Cristiano, and then I can just see in a training session, like two months later, yeah. Cristiano was like, "Listen, man, this this is get, this guy. No, like, this, this, is, this is not working. This is not working." And Mazzari, Mazzari, to re- now listen. He may do very well from like I can be, you know, I can be the biggest loser of all, and Mazzari can turn this around and absolutely, you know, carry Napoli to a second consecutive scudetto. But just me, the thought of uh, Mazzari being in charge of the reigning Serie A champions um, is in 2023 
is unbelievable. This guy coached <laughs> last time he coached, he coached Cagliari uh, uh, oh, oh, almost two years ago and had them relegated by losing <laughs> seven games out of their last eight. So it just it, the yeah. depths of despair that somebody like Aurelio De Laurentiis uh, had to go through to, to come up with that name is just... Yeah. Um, I mean, and to say what you want about uh, Luciano Spalletti, but man, just think of the way of football between among those three guys. I mean, you go from eating, uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it's like going like, from it, caviar no, to crap, in a way, But yeah, but think about it. Think about it. I mean, this is more or less the like, think about what Luciano Spalletti left behind with uh, when he walked away in his first time at Roma, right? He walks away his first time at Roma. And obviously, okay, Ranieri comes in, but Ranieri basically takes over the, the remnants of that squad of Spalletti. Ultimately, that's like the last farewell. That's the last rodeo of, of, the, of, of most of those guys. And then after, I mean, after Spalletti, there was just nothing. There was just Luis Enrique. There was uh, Zeman, Andrea Zoli. So now I'm looking at Napoli and I'm feeling like, ooh, you know, like, uh, hmm. After Spalletti, Rudy Garcia, and, and Mazzari, that's supposed to be the, the plan. That's that's how we're going to go. Um, I mean, obviously, Roma have to do their own worrying. They have their own situation. They have their own... Yeah, do we want uh, to talk about that? I can't, I'm no, already no, depressed enough. Just, I'm barely no, hanging just, on, man. That'll yeah, set I mean, me over the we edge. We can't really talk about because there is not much to talk about. Like, there's... The situation There's doesn't nothing change. from anybody. There is, nothing. there is no, there is no, there is no clarification on either side. There is no, there is no appointment said. There is no idea whether Mourinho stays or goes or what the hell. I, I, I can't be the one to say at this point in time whether he should go or leave, you know, or stay or extend his contract or whatever it is or resign or get sacked. I don't, I don't know. And Roma don't know. And Mourinho doesn't know. So, uh, you know. That's... Well, not only that, too. I mean, Pinto, man. I mean, the 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 thing that bothers me with this, um, you got a lot at stake just... here. I mean, there you got a lot. Well, of right, fighting <laughs> on this on these next few months, and, and therein lies the problem. I, you know, I um I have a big problem with things being left uh, open ended. Just in my head, I it's something I really struggle with. Where you know the. So I could blame it on the OCD, and maybe it is that. But, uh, you know, the thing that I just have a problem with indecisiveness, with having no clarity as soon as possible, um, the it, it feels like, you know, things here with Roma, they are in a way, I mean, technically speaking, because you have a manager and you have a sporting director. Or a, what the hell do they call him? It's not the... the CEO, a it's not general director. director. Yeah, technical no, what the, general manager? That's what it is. General manager, yeah, GM, yeah, 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 G GM. Although um, I really don't know like what that means. I, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, um, these last two years, I've tried to figure out in this context what it means. Nobody else in the league has that title besides Thiago Pinto. I still don't know what it means. Yeah, um, because by the way, when when I originally did the press release, I I called him general director which you know it, it's 
this is an Italian thing, man, because because in, in, in like Premier League, they look at technical director, general director, and they're like, what the f- what are you talking about? Just just, uh, you know, CEO, CEO, sporting director, you know, that's it. Why, why are you trying to complicate it? And I say, yeah, you, you know, you, you are right. You know, like Franco Baldini, he was a, a, a technically general director. You know, it's it's the way these things are worded. And Roma contacted me when I called him general director. They said he's not the general director. He's the general manager. So, I, I OK, I, I don't understand the difference between that. But seriously, I, I, I mean, if things were to go wrong um, in this stretch of December, let's say, for instance, I mean, man. I can't emotionally get to it where, you know, we're talking of uh, people getting sacked in, in January or February. And, and the other thing too is it's, by the way, the, the thing with Jose Mourinho, because I have been on Roma about this uh, once a week, I message them and there's still nothing. As you just said, no appointment is set. There's been no discussion uh, either from the side of George Mesh or from Roma. There's nothing, not even an informal. And by the way, the thing I find most odd is, well, who has to be part of that conversation? If, you are Jose Mourinho. It has to be Tiago Pinto. But guess what? He's in the same situation. And by the way, same thing for him. Roma, uh, uh, no appointments has been sent. They are going to let things play out in these next weeks. I hate having this out there. I, I just have to tell you, um, for for you know, regardless of your uh, everyone else's opinion, for me, I, I hate this because it, it, it's as if you have this cloud hanging over you, man. It, and it's just it's it's there. You. Yeah, but but it's inevitable, John. It's inevitable. I I really don't know what because the moment you say openly, well, Mourinho is is leaving, then uh, I don't know how much good good to you will that, that does to your season and probably very little. Yeah, I don't know how much of a good it does to to Thiago Pinto and possibly the the January window or his his discussions with with Eduardo Bove for his renewal. You know, I mean, Pinto is friendly to, on friendly terms with a lot of people and said, yeah, maybe they're planning. You know how those things go. Uh, yes, executive is in talks to sign some player, then he leaves and the talks fall through. You know, Pinto is friends with Lecce. Lecce have uh, Vladimiro Falcone. Who knows if, if that is not somebody that we want in the future, you know? And so for me, it's a, it's a frustrating situation. I agree. But um, but it's kind of like when Fonseca was here, right? That was – Friedkins refused to to give Fonseca any idea of what what it was what's going to happen. One of the earliest criticisms I True. had for the Friedkins was how they handled the Fonseca matter. And then with like a month and a half to spare in the season, they told him, listen uh, – thanks but no thanks yeah Yeah. so i i don't know i guess that's that's the way it's gonna play out perhaps with jose Mourinho, with tiago pinto i i assume things are gonna happen behind the scenes at the very last minute but i imagine somebody of Mourinho's profile needs to have these discussions at an earlier date i agree for me the problem is though when you have this lack of clarity it makes it very difficult to set goals objectives for instance if if we knew if we had a very clear idea listen tiago pinto he's going to leave uh, next june uh the, he, he has received some approaches from the premier league and he is ready for a new adventure no problem with that whatsoever fine we have a concrete date as to when he leaves and we understand the situation that affects your transfer market that affects how you build the team that affects Everything that it, it, you know, these things don't happen in a vacuum. The, this is all everything 
uh, that you do in terms of the transfer market to build a team, to 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 find a manager. It, everything that you do has to be done for a specific per uh, for a specific purpose. We are getting this player because we think he is going to fit perfect uh, for the ideas of Jose Mourinho. Okay, well, if Jose Mourinho is going to leave at the end of the season, why are we paying uh, uh, this amount for this guy? That's my issue. It, it can't just be about one season. And, and my fear here is that the, um, you know, you have uh, Romelu Lukaku, you have Paolo Dybala, and it's sure it there's, seems... there's a lot of writing on it, but but it's yes. there. But that's I mean that's that's Roma's season. It's Champions League or bust. Like in the sense of. Mm. It's Champions League, and we we continue on a certain path that we we may have pre-established before, or 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 come up with a whole new plan that is boosted by our uh, qualification to the Champions League, or scrap it, scrap it, and come up with something new. I, I, I that's the that's the only thing that comes to mind in this situation is that uh, there is no. There is no real consideration for the future because there is no future without Champions League football right now. Oh, gosh. I think that in and of itself is a terrifying prospect. I mean, the idea of, okay, you don't make Champions League and now you have to tear down the entire house. I mean, again, just that for for me, at least, it's very taxing to to even consider that. And honestly, somewhat depressing, Um, almost as depressing. And we have to end with this about this thing with Smalling, man. I, I... I am honestly mortified as to how this has been handled in a couple of ways. Um, the first being Roma, when you would ask them initially, it went from he will be back in a couple of weeks. After that, it gets, oh, well, now we think it's long term. Then it goes to we're going to change therapies and we think it won't take that much longer. And now we're at the point where we see things. Well, listen, he may he he, he just may take the money and go to to uh, uh, Saudi Arabia or something like that. I mean, it's. It's very confusing to me because this is a guy who, I mean, let, let's just be clear. I mean, except for this season, he has been alongside Cristante. I think he has probably been the most relied upon and reliable last, guy. Last season, easily our player of, of the season along with uh, Brian Cristante and, and Paolo yes. Dybala to a lesser extent due to his several absences, but Smalling was an absolute rock, and mind you, let's remember this guy just signed a contract renewal two years until 2025. And there it is that that is the thing that I just you know, it, it would have been one thing if he was on loan again, like the first time he was here, uh, and this were to happen, okay, fine. Um, but y- you made Roma made a very important commitment to this guy, he is not. He is not on cheap wages. He is expensive. And by the way, um, Roma, they wanted to do more in defense this summer. Um, obviously, you bring in uh, Evan Indica. You get rid of Ibanez. Jose uh, Mourinho, he wanted to bring in another guy. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen beyond Llorente. Uh, and... I'm not going to say you put all of your eggs in this basket, but you handed the guy a renewal. You were not you were very limited in your ability to, to, to bring in reinforcements at the back. You sold Roger Ibanez. You were relying heavily on this guy. There's no two ways about it. Uh, and by the way, you had already known uh, about Kumbula. The market was still open when we knew about him, his situation. Um, but still, uh, Roma were limited in what they could do. Um, I mean, to have, even still, it's what, uh, 16 November, 
when did he get hurt against Milan, which was in September? So two months, and still we have this thing where they're months. two and a half months. Milan is on September first, and still um, no clear idea. And do you remember a couple of weeks ago? I I, I don't know if many caught this, but um, when they were asking Jose Mourinho on one of his pre-match uh, press conferences, I'm pretty sure it was against the home match against Slavia Praha. Uh, they asked him about uh, they asked him about Chris Smalling. He was just as confused as you and I. So I can't expect you and I to have any more clarity. No, we don't. We don't. No, no, we don't. Because I think it's a, in this case, it's really a clash between uh, the methods of recovery that we're trying to, that, that the medical, the club's medical staff were trying to, to suggest to Chris Smalling, the player's own doubts, the player's own feeling of pain, his consultation in London with with a, with another surgeon to confirm what they can do. At the end of the day, we're talking about the thirty four year old player, you know, and and yes. uh, you get a chronic pain, you know, in your knee. And I, with him, I think it's, it has to do with his, the cartilage in his knee. Uh, I mean, then it's it's uh, it sounds quite bad, and it is probably quite bad. So with Mourinho, obviously, the the for him, it's always he always values those that sort of brave through an injury, right? So the same goes for Lorenzo Pellegrini. Mourinho, on a number of occasions, he was praising Pellegrini because he would play through an injury. It's not wise for somebody like Smalling to to go on and and uh, and, and and risk uh, further injury because the whole point is right. to have him come off and be the same dominant president as he was last season. But this is worrying. This is worrying because Roma, once again, need reassurances. This was a player that gave you plenty of those last season. He was scoring headers. He had like two yellow cards all season long. He was a rock. He was magnificent. And now... In a year that really sees you fail to score off of set pieces, uh, sees your defense be a little more disorganized, uh, all of a sudden, the guy that you're paying, what, $3 million or something like that along those lines, um, is out, is out indefinitely. And this is not a scrub. This is not a Primavera player. This is Chris Smalling. And for Roma, in 2023, I know, yes, 34-year-old Smalling is crucial. Yeah, and again, you were very limited in what you could do in the summer. I can guarantee you Roma are going to be just as limited in the January transfer market. You and I always warn people, do not expect a single thing in January. The more you get your hopes up, okay, the more you are going to be devastated when they introduce... Uh, who is the guy you always... Um, Jonathan Silva. Where is he playing now, by the way? Do you know? No, I don't know. The last time I caught him, he was playing for Alaves in uh, La Liga. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, well, he wasn't doing so bad. You know, it, it almost seemed like he was a guy without a career. Jonathan Silva. Oh, yeah. Spanish club Albacete Balompe on loan from Getafe. 29 years of age uh, in uh, Liga 2, I think. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I just remember the braids that he had. Do you remember when he did that hairstyle? Yes, that was has, he still has the braids. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. okay. Yeah, yeah. He incorporated fantastic. that because that was his the best time of his career playing against the Empoli for 60 minutes. That was a real <laughs> highlight. Well, and you know, too, one of my other favorites, uh, your man uh, Clément Grenier. I believe his uh, his only contribution was against uh, Palermo, if I am remembering correctly. 
You're he not heel pass against against Fiorentina in a four to one win. Oh, you are right. You are. I do remember that. We are essentially saying not that they are screwed without Smalling, but uh, they are very limited in what they can do. And I just to have to rely on a guy that much, it, it is bothersome. But you know what? This is the situation they are in. We know their financial situation. And it is what it is. And I somehow cannot believe we have made it to almost 45 minutes of an episode speaking absolute nothing. So if you made it this far. Yeah, that's why you should subscribe. Thank you. You're of the patron because uh, we, uh, you know, it's not not many people can spin bullshit as well as we do. And, (laughs) And it's a very hard job. You know, it's it ain't much, but it's an honest job, you know, so. Thank you. That's all we could say. Thank you. We will be back on Monday. Until then, ciao. Ciao.